0: Rod builders, save the date. On April 12th, 13th, and 14th, Angler's Resource will host the Mastering Rod Building Seminar in Foley, Alabama. The event will feature a series of presentations by some of the biggest names in the rod building community, along with vendors, live music, free food, and even a keg of beer. The event's free to attend, but entry is limited to the first 150 spot people who sign up. So to reserve your spot, visit anglersresource.net slash seminar. That's anglersresource.net slash seminar and fill out the registration form on the Hope page. See you there. All right, welcome back to the Mastering Rod Building Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, or perhaps today we should call it the mullet cast, because I'm very excited to have as my guest, my good friend and social media provocateur, Jake the mullet man Hutchison. Uh, Many of you in the rod building world know who Jake is, but he's been building rods for about eight years, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But for the last three years, he's been working at Mudhole uh, as the person in charge of social media and content creation aka social media provocateur and he is the host of the globally famous renowned and hopefully soon to be seeing more activity
1: mullet minute so jake welcome to the mastering rod building podcast how are you my friend bill faulkner i'm great thank you so much for having me and extending this opportunity to me and mudhole we love you and we appreciate you and you're doing (laughs) a good thing here i love you too
0: man and thanks for thanks for being on so um You know, we we're going to talk today about how rod builders can effectively use social media and digital marketing. You know, it's changed. A lot of us grew up in the print media days, and and print media is certainly not dead. But the fastest growing segments of you know every digital media or marketing metric that means anything, it's all in the on the interwebs and with social media digital marketing those kinds of things and uh jake is not only very proficient as an individual social media contributor and content creator but that's what he does for a living at Mudhole. and recently uh last year or i guess it was earlier in in 2023 we anglers resource and the nerves hosted a rod building event in foley alabama and Jake, we decided that Jake would give a talk about social media and the platforms and how you can use them to support your rod building business and how you can even use them to create content and become you know, profitable. And uh, I wasn't sure whether it would hit with that group just based on the average age and the the average, what I perceived to be probably the average uh, consumption of social media of some of those in attendance. But as you can remember, Jake, it was standing room only. It was one of the most popular segments of the weekend and we got a lot of feedback on it. So I'm, I'm super excited to have have you on and, and you know share a little bit of that with us. But before we get into that, and before we get into all the wonderful things that Mudhole does from an educational standpoint with digital media and, and, and social media, how did you get into fishing in the first place? Now, I, I know Jake and I know each other and we've actually fished together. He specializes in some obscure types of fishing, specifically if it's rain time, it's drain time. But that, that's a whole other topic. But uh, you should check out his social media on that topic. But how did you get into fishing in the first place?
1: My sense is you've been doing it since you were a kid. Yeah, your senses are correct. I've been doing it since I can remember. I had a little lake by my house by my parents house. And I just fished there my whole entire life. And my father was very integral in keeping me fishing. And he was excited to go with me. He would take me to the Flagler pier where his grandmother used to take him when he was a child. Yeah. And we just have so many good memories of fishing and he, he just always, my whole family supported me my whole life in fishing and I have them to thank. Well, don't forget that
0: your dad saved the day at ICAST for Fuji and Angler's Resource by swinging by and getting us some monofilaments so we could actually run our, our line testing guide, you know, line breaking machines. So I, I still owe him for that. So thanks. Thanks very much to Papa Mullet. We'll let him know. For bailing us out there. So uh, you've been building for eight years. How'd you get into rod building in the first place? I mean, you're, you're in Florida. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of rod builders down there, a lot of anglers
1: and that kind of thing. So you're a little more prone to get exposure,
0: but, uh, how'd you get into it?
1: So I was a big tournament bass fisherman when I was in middle school and high school, there was two big organizations around here called teen sport fishing association or TSA and Seminole junior anglers. And back then John Cox was like on the up and up and he was like a hometown hero. He grew up right around here, lived right around here. And he was sponsored by Mudhole. Yeah. Then one of my friends, Baylor McDaniel, got into rod building. He started selling rods, and I was a little young entrepreneur and hustler. And I was like, "This is cool. John Cox is doing it. He's my favorite fisherman. Baylor's doing it. He's hustling. I, I want to get into this." And Mudhole just so happened to be, by the grace of God, I guess, 25 minutes away from my parents' house, where I grew up. And my mom took me there one day to Mudhole, and she bought me everything I needed. Um, she bought the all-in-one kit with the hand wrapper one shot and then she bought a spinning rod kit for me too and bought it we just looked today she bought it for me on december 10th and i had to wait till december 25th to open it horrible two weeks brutal brutal yeah and for those of you who don't know john cox uh is
0: an elite series angler he's been a pro angler for like more than 12 years i think he's on the flw tour now maybe it seems like he does every event yeah, he does a lot of events, but a very, very well-known professional angler. And and like Kyle Welcher, the current angler of the year, he's a rod builder also, right? And so I think that speaks to how dedicated uh, and into equipment and details these guys are. But uh, so, and he's from like DeBerry, Florida or somewhere, right? So he's, that's, yeah. you, were, you were close. Yeah, that was awesome having him right around here to just look up to. And so you did, you were doing repairs, right? And like tackle shops and stuff for a while. Yeah.
1: I was, I did a little bit of everything. Um, nobody for some reason with there's being lakes everywhere, there's not many really high end repair guys around here or custom rod guys around here. So I knew a lot of people through, um, tournament fishing and just, I don't know, being Jake and just meeting people. And then I would advertise on social media as well. And I got into a lot of rod repair and a lot of custom rods at, at one point I was like 50, 50 repairing and rods, as a business. So repairs are awesome. And I think that's that's maybe a
0: clue for any of you young folks out there that are trying to find a way to hone your skills and, and get into this. Sometimes it can be difficult to buy all the components and to try to have a lot of builds going at one time. Maybe doing the repair thing is a little bit more manageable on the pocketbook. And it certainly is a great way to learn skills. I tell people all the time, it's actually much harder to tear down an existing rod and rebuild it than it is to just build a rod, right? Because you have to have those disassembly skills as yep. well as, you know, Know, the uh, the building skills and, and the ability to match things and track down old components and all that kind of stuff. So I, it's a great way to get into the business um, if you don't hate doing it. I personally hate doing it. So I work very hard to try to make sure nothing ever breaks or fails because I'd rather not repair it. But it, it is a great entree into the, into the world of rod building. So why don't you... We were talking once when we were ditch fishing uh, in near... Veto, the home of Mudhole, um, about how you got your job at Mudhole. You want to tell that story? Sure. Um, it's one of my favorite stories I've been a part of so, so far. So for a lot of you that are out there at Mudhole, there was a Mudhole before Jake. I know you don't know it, but that's because Jake has been in charge of social media and uh, content creation. And so he is all over everything you've ever seen. But for those of us that harken back
1: to the catalog days, Uh, Why don't you tell the story? This is funny. Sure. So Mudhole was a thriving business before I ever got here. Absolutely. And they just built this new facility. I think it was 2021. And I had a rod building shop where I was doing my custom rods and repairs out of. And I've always made videos. And my mom's a photographer. My grandmother created clothes. I have creation in my blood. You're a creator, as Vic Cutter would say. Yeah, you're a maker. Uh, yes, I, I love making videos. There's nothing more that I like than seeing a video go from inception and in idea in my head to full form. I, I love it. And when TikTok was starting, Gary Vee, who a lot of you should know, and if you're a rod builder and don't know Gary V, he's a good person to watch to understand marketing and business. He was all about TikTok. And I got on there and I got it in my head that I think I could do this. I think I can make something happen on here. So I started an account for myself. And it did well. I think I got three or four thousand followers pretty quick. I started an account for the Marine um Center RNF Marine, where my shop was located, and that did well pretty quick. And we got a lot of views and a lot of good comments on TikTok. And I put it in my head that I want to do this seriously. I want to professional time social full-time. media. Yeah. And the more I thought about it, I was like, "Mudhole makes sense." Like. I know everything about this product. I'm on their website every day. I love making custom rods. I'm going to do this for Mudhole. And I just got that in my head. And one day I was coming here to pick up orders. I'm constantly here. Like I was constantly here. Now I'm even more constantly here. But- <laughs> yeah. You're constantly <laughs> there now. I was coming to Mudhole once a week or more throughout high school. Like it was crazy. And once they moved to the new building, I think I said it was 2021. I had just intuition that said, "Bring your best rod builds when you go to pick up this order today." So I gathered up like this really cool shark's tooth rod I did that was inspired by a guy named yeah. Jay Boogie who does shark's tooth rods, and yep. made it for I've my seen dad. It. And I brought brought my best stuff, and I walk in the door, and Bob McCamy is there. He's like, "Hey, oh, boy, I came here. What's up, boy?
0: What'd you got there?"
1: Yep, and he uh, he's just he's been my biggest hype man. <laughs> ever since that, for a long time, but especially ever since I walked in there. He brought the rods back to the customer service guys. I know, I must take that. I must took that, actually. I walked in, I got my order. Nelson, who works at Mudhole, asked, Jake, I've never seen any rods. Bring some in. And I was like, actually, I got some in the car. Then I brought him in. And but wait, there's any. more. Exactly. Yeah. Brought him in, and everyone gathered around and looked at him. Well, this is a high-pressure moment. This will make you nervous, man. I was fired up, because I was like, something in my brain told me to do it and it worked. And the worst times in my life have been when my brain tells me to do something and I don't do it. So this was an instance that I listened to my heart and my brain and it worked. So I was yep. like, I was just smiling probably. That's awesome. But they all gather around and Brooke Oliva, the now president of FOG and Mudhole walked by. Who's an accomplished builder himself. He is. He was a big builder before I got here. And he he's another cool person you should talk to because his story from He worked in the warehouse all the way up to president of the company and formed a new company. That's pretty inspirational story. That is. He's a sharp guy. Yeah. He walked by and Bob just completely hyped me up. He was like, you got to check this young man out. He's got a shop. Look at the quality of builds he's doing. And we talked and he was like, yeah, our media team could do something with you. That's really cool. And then I pulled out my phone when he was about to leave. Now I was like, excuse me, sir. I can make you guys a bunch of money on TikTok. (laughs) He was like, huh? He kind of did that. And two days later, I got a call from him and he offered me a job to come work for Mudhole and do their TikTok. And Bob McCain recommended me heavily. So, yep. heavily. So thank you, Bob. That was a long story. Did you have any credible? referrals or only Bob? No, I don't know how I got here.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bob knows I love him, so I can give him a hard time. Yeah. And he, I, I know Bob loves you too. Uh, even though sometimes he gives you a hard time, you're like a, yes, a second does. son to him. Right. So <laughs> no, but, it, and it, it's worked out really well. Right. So for those of us yes. who have, who, who participate in some of the educational content and the learning and everything, the rod builders live, you know, the mullet minute, like all these things, I mean, it's really, Chris Adams and Hunter McKamey do the live and then everything else is sort of you and Phil and the team. And there's a big team that does a lot of this work. So I don't want to forget those guys because it's never just a, a one man show, but certainly you're a lot of the energy and creativity behind that. And I just think it's really cool that you were able to, it took me 50 years to take what I really love and turn it into a, a job, right? Or a vocation. And so, uh, I'm impressed that you were able to do it at that young age. And certainly it didn't hurt that you were a talented builder, right? But, uh, you're, and you're lucky that mudhole's in your hometown, basically, right? Because there's, there's not, you know, you 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 got Mud hole and get bit there. You got the rod room. You got anglers. You got, uh, you know, HFF. You've got Bingham Enterprise. There's only so many of these things all around the country, right? And so it's it's pretty cool that you were close to one, and it, it certainly feels like a meant to be story, doesn't it? So trust your guts, sure kids. Like take your take your
1: rods to school or or you know whatever. But I did that one time too. We had a presentation in a business class I was in. I didn't finish college, but I did go to college here and there. And I did a presentation on a rod building business that I pitched. And then one of the kids raised his hand and said, I want to buy that rod. How much are you going to sell it for? (laughs) I was like $175 and he bought it right there. Oh, wow. You should (laughs) charge more. I learned that valuable business lesson. You say more just so he doesn't think he got too good of a deal or he got ripped off.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah. Pricing strategy, right? It's a, it's a irrational and emotional thing. So, uh, how did you get into the social media? You said you just loved content. And so it was just this one rod builder who, who was big on it. That was, you just got into it as a matter of course. That's how you just always thought about advertising for your business and attracting new customers and
1: displaying your work. That was just kind of ground zero for you, huh? Pretty much. I, I had so many businesses as a kid and I was just very in tune to what other people were doing, specifically successful people. I watched mm-hmm. so many podcasts, listened to so many interviews. While I was sitting down building rods for hours upon hours a night, and I just studied really successful people and I, social media kind of, I was always, I was also born in the generation of social media. So I've been sure. on Instagram since it was created yeah. and I enjoy it. So I was mm-hmm. just on there and I pay attention to what's going on and how it works and just research and study really. And it just makes too much sense. There's-
0: and so to kind of take you down the path of, you know, social media for rod builders, certainly, there is some generational gap, right, in difference, right? And uh, we sometimes joke that the, uh, you know, the average rod builder is an old white guy in a pocket t-shirt who's retired, who was either in the military, law enforcement or both, right? And it like literally captures a significant <laughs> portion of the market, right? But thanks in no small part to, I believe, Muddle's efforts and your efforts and others efforts to market to a younger crowd through these different social media platforms, these platforms are very, very viable. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell J- Jake is actually renowned and he would never tell you this story. But a couple of my important lessons in social media was and you'll remember this is one of these. Or you'll remember both. True story. About three years ago, Billy Vavona and you and I were walking around at ICAST. And I think we were I can't remember who we were going to talk to. Were we going to the Yeti booth to talk to one of the. Cedars, guys. I can't remember. Wh- I can't remember why oh. we were walking around, but we, we ended up walking around the floor at icast going somewhere. And it Billy was all dressed up in his nerve shirt and wearing a Fuji badge. And I was wearing a Jig Pro shirt because that's who I was at the show with and wearing a badge. And we couldn't walk through iCast because people kept stopping Jake and being like, Yeah, you're the mullet guy, right? You mullet Jake, you're my old Jake. And all these people of all different ages men women uh stopping and getting a picture getting an autograph and the funny thing is it hurt billy's feelings he was like what is this? I'm more famous than you. Why is everyone when to stop and talk to you? And then he'd be like, you know who I am? And they'd be like, uh, no, sir, old guy. <laughs> you remember that?
1: Uh, as clear as day. We have a video of it, actually.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. And it's like, well, this, <laughs> we, we need to post that. You got to post that to your accounts so everyone knows I'm not giving Billy a hard time or, or like making fun of him like this actually happened. And then I think both of us were like, man, we need to pay a little bit more attention to social media. Like this, this thing is a real thing, right? And then there's another time when uh, you and I, and if you want to name this location and restaurant, you can or not. I think I was in, I can't remember if I was there at Mudhole doing some educational videos in the studio with you and Phil, or if we were, it was a advanced rod building techniques weekend or something, but we went into this sports bar and we were just going to sit at the bar and have lunch. And the lady who was bartending us was like, nice mullet. And she's like, and, and she was like, I was kind of joking with her. I was like, yeah, do you recognize him? He's famous. She's like, actually, aren't you that guy, the mudhole guy, whatever. And she knew who you were <laughs> and she's not a rod builder. And I was like, okay, that's insane. Right? Like how did, how did that happen? That's amazing. But so I think, you know, what you need to understand as a rod builder, or I guess I should give it to you and tell you, let you tell people what they should understand about social media for rod builders. But the reality is, it's not just that this is free advertising, right, uh, in a way, but this can be tremendously powerful advertising, the the reach you can have, the level of engagement you can achieve. And I think one of the things people were so surprised to learn at the uh, at the rod building event where you uh, presented a, a, a class on this was you can monetize these platforms if you reach an appreciable number of followers and you sort of hit the tick the numbers and hit the algorithms and do those things you can actually gain income from your content and and eventually it, it, it monetization works differently on these different platforms and they kind of tweak it and change it all the time but. Um, you know probably gone are the days of someone making 2 million dollars a year playing, you know, uh Call of Duty and just recording it so people can watch, right? But talk to me a little bit about the different platforms. Talk to me about sort of the the format and what plays best in these and, and 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 talk to me a little bit if you will and I know this is a lot I'm asking and it's okay take your time. Talk to me a little bit about kind of what monetization looks like on on these channels
1: if you don't mind. Sure. So I'll start it off by the main four platforms that Mothole and I focus on. It would be TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And all platforms right now across the board are following what TikTok really brought to the game, which is short form vertical content, which means usually under 90 seconds, a minute 30 and tall instead of vertical instead of horizontal like youtube videos right
0: so literally because this seems like a silly little detail but this stuff matters and it has to do with how they tee it all up and load it and spool it and download it all this different stuff if you think about if you have a phone whether it's an iphone or not if you hold it vertically or what we would consider in a portrait orientation right that's vertical whereas if you turn it sideways uh that's kind of more what we would call landscape and so these platforms like and will support and push more and you'll have better luck if you do a vertical uh, portrait type orientation. Uh, And again, Jake, define the short form. It's not that you can't be successful with other videos, but when you look at the way they're driving algorithms and what gets hits and and everything like that, a minute and a half or less in a vertical format can be very, very successful.
1: Yes, and you can find your own success doing something completely different than what I just mentioned, but what I've noticed what a lot of my friends who do this too have noticed and what I've learned is that is just the name of the game right now. And there's also long form horizontal YouTube videos, which are probably hopefully never going to go to what, go away. But I'm just talking about the social aspect of it. But you can do very well. Bill has done very well with long form horizontal YouTube content. I think you still make I don't know how much you make. Last time I talked to you it was like two, three hundred bucks a month every month off of something you hadn't done in years.
0: And haven't released a
1: video in almost two years. Yeah. So, I mean, the the monetization of this can be really
0: real and it's ad revenues. Basically you get enough people watching your video or clicking to your content. The advertisers will pay to position their product. If you've ever watched one of those ads before you get to watch the YouTube video or the, Short or whatever it is that you're trying to look at. That's that's where the revenue comes from. So it's not a Ponzi scheme. It's not, you know, Bitcoin or something that's hard to understand. Right. It's pure ad revenue. It's just instead of buying a billboard or buying a print media ad or buying a TV spot. Uh, these marketers and people are buying uh, advertising around this content that goes viral and gets attention and they almost don't really care within certain guidelines what it's about. So I think a lot of times rod building is very niche and very narrow focused. But if you do a more something that appeals more broadly to anglers or more broadly to craftsmen or woodworkers or you know insert idea here, if you get enough traffic, you're going to be
1: able to monetize it via these advertising revenues. Yep. And if you do a good job and you show, there's plenty of different ways to do well and grow your brand. But if your face is on camera, if you show passion, people see that and people don't care what it is. If you're passionate about it and you purvey that, people are naturally drawn to it, no matter if they're a rod builder or a fisherman. I've had a lot of people come up to me and know who I am and say, I like your videos, but they don't build rods. They don't even they just like watching the videos because either they're aesthetically cool or you're passionate about it.
0: Right. And see, that would never happen in print media, right? Because the only place rod building folks are advertising is in like fishing magazines, right? Or outdoor magazines. So if you're not into fishing or the outdoors, you'd never see that, but you don't control what uh, Instagram or TikTok or YouTube puts on your feed. And so, I mean, that's a strong testimonial right there that you've, have people watching it who aren't even rod builders it's like so your reach can be dramatic right and and ultimately your audience unlike a you know a publication often has uh you know people have to subscribe right and so it's a it's a fixed number of issues that get mailed out and and even including all the ones sitting in doctor's offices and dentist offices and everything else your reach is generally regional or country. It's sort of limited. Your reach with this digital and social stuff is global. Literally.
1: Yes. And I think to put it into perspective, similar to what you said, I don't think I would ever buy a woodworking magazine or subscribe to one, but I will absolutely watch an engaging woodworking video on my phone all day. hundred percent. Yeah. There's a guy there. There's a, I say a guy, there's a few people on
0: Instagram that do the whole little short videos and sometimes they're sped up where they like, you know, set a, a pine cone or, you know, something in in colored pigmented epoxy or, or plastic and then let it set and then take the frame off, put it on the lathe, turn it down to something. And it's like, it's mesmerizing, you know, now I, I turn wood, like I'm interested in it, but it's fascinating the stuff you wind up sitting there watching, right? Yeah, there's some cool stuff. Yeah, and, and certainly, you know, so not only does it have a global reach, uh, not only are you able to reach people you might not otherwise reach uh, who might not even be directly interested in your niche or area of expertise like rod building. Um, you also, if you've ever walked around and seen all these kids or younger people heads down on their phone, like there's a lot of people that this is how they consume content. They yes. never know what a newspaper is. They never will. They're not going to subscribe to a magazine. They don't want it. But people buy and, and consume their media, whether it's TV shows, movies, certainly music, right? It's all coming through these digital and social platforms. And so why wouldn't you position yourself where the, the kind of up-and-coming generation of folks, including anglers, right? want to consume their content, right? So the placement is you don't have to pick this billboard versus that billboard because you can only afford one. You don't have to pick this magazine versus this magazine, depending on what the insertion order looks like and how big the circulation is and whether it's vertical or inside cover or buried somewhere yep. in the back. You literally can do all these platforms uh, and you and your placement is in somebody's pocket or in their purse and they've got it with them at all times like 24 hours a day. It's pretty remarkable.
1: And for next to nothing too. It's just takes phone and some time to create yeah if if we just grabbed our phone and did a
0: silly little video about fishing in a ditch and tried to put it on a spot on ESPN people would laugh at us but that's exactly the kind of thing that can work really really well a genuine, not overly, you know, sort of produced real moment. Right. Um, And and I know that some of my favorite ones are people catching big fish or, you know, breaking rods or, you know, some of these unexpected moments that they capture on film. But I'm I'm getting us in the weeds a little bit. I apologize. So so talk to me. You, You name the four main tier platforms. Right. So. Walk me through a little bit, each one of those platforms, sort of what they're known for, what seems to do well on those platforms. And, and if you could, a little bit of how they're kind of running the monetization now, because it's hard to keep up with because it does change and move around. It's all driven by views and clicks and all that. But where
1: should we start? You want to start with uh, Instagram or TikTok or Facebook? or? Let's start with TikTok. So okay, TikTok is just still the, in my opinion, the best platform to be on right now to grow and go viral. And Their monetization program just got a whole revamp. They had this thing called the creator fund, which most people agreed that was not a good thing for the creators. Um, (laughs) I kind of just did it to say, look, we're paying people too. It seemed like, Um, but now they have a new one, which is paying out. And I have quite a few friends like uh, Senko Sticks, Alex and Jenna Tereshenko. They're making money on it and they're rod builders. Yeah. Great rod builders. That program. But I think for most of the the rod builders, just worry about getting your rods out there with the content and the monetization will come if you get good at that. TikTok, that's one way to monetize or um, brand deals too for across all platforms. So Angler's resource may sponsor you, Mudhole could sponsor you, FOG could sponsor you. Um, The opportunities are endless there.
0: Yeah, FOGB and Foundation Outdoor Group, which is the entity that owns both Mudhole and American Tackle now. If
1: you if you miss that news, sorry, Jake, keep going. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> and on TikTok, it's all all you're gonna want you're gonna want to focus on is again, short form vertical content. That's all you need to do on TikTok.
0: And to me, TikTok is all videos, right? It's all that's ever been is videos, right? Whereas now Instagram does a lot of videos, but when Instagram started, it was really just kind of still photos Mm -hmm. and you had a limit on the length of the video. And you may still, I don't know, but it certainly has loosened up and gone way more video now than it was, right? And what's the, is there, TikToks I always think of as being relatively short. Is there a time limit on a TikTok?
1: As far as I know, it's 10 minutes. So you can do some long. You could do long,
0: okay. I didn't realize it was that long.
1: As they grow, they're expanding into different verticals. Like there's now you can do these swipe through images similar to the carousels on Instagram on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you could do like the whole, pro- you could do your whole process of a rod build going from conception, guides, blank, grips, everything, and then show a picture of every process. Part of the process, you can catch a song on it or a unique angle. Like maybe you build a SpongeBob rod and you capture capture the attendant, attention of all SpongeBob fans, but unique stuff like that but mainly you're going to do video on TikTok. And so the TikTok algorithms work
0: they they tee things up on what's called your feed. So if you open TikTok and just start scrolling through what's out there for you today, you can search people and add them. You can define some interests that you you would like to see things related to the outdoors or hunting or fishing, whatever. But it also, the algorithms will look at what's trending and what people are liking and sharing and, and watching more than once. And, and sort of, that's when you really start to win is when you start to get the attention of the, when the algorithms start helping you and start sort of boosting your posts, right? So what should rod builders, what should an average rod builders thinking about getting on this platform know
1: about the algorithms of TikTok and how they should think about that? Think about what you like, um, scroll TikTok and look at what other people are doing. You're gonna use trending audios um, and you're gonna use hashtags and you're gonna follow trends too. I like to do a lot of like the bread and butter stuff for mudhole. let's we'll say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Talk about rod building classes, talk about rod building, how you get started rod building. And that's like our core stuff and show the products, but then add trends in there and you hit a trend, it goes viral. Now all these new people see the trendy video and they see all the stuff that you do every day. And like, oh, this is cool. I'm a fan. What is this? And they'll they'll follow you. They'll find you from that trend, but they'll follow you and stay for the day-to-day stuff you post that really drives business. Would you say Best Hair of
0: iCast is an example of a great trend that started in the last few years? I love that. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things of ICast. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you if you've never been to iCast, we're talking about, you know, iCast, which is the American Sport Fishing Association. It's like the, the World Series of outdoor of, of fishing related events, right? It's held in Orlando every year. It's usually the third week in July. I think most people know what it is. You it's not open to the public. You have to be a, a professional or a pro staff member in the trade to to get in. But um, Jake goes around every year with his fabulous fawcett esque mullet and uh it's just such a shame not everyone has video because it's your the resplendent waterfall is in full effect right now and he told me that he used both a shampooing and a conditioning regimen today Uh, before we started recording and that's you're getting your money's worth Jake it looks great but Jake will go around to men and women and try to find the best mullet and or best hair of ICAST and it is a well-produced hilarious segment and it's gotten to be like a thing like people will want to stop you and be like do my hair and it's like dude you're not gonna win
1: (laughs) but we'll we'll record it anyway yeah it's so fun I this year I met the guy who runs all of ICAST socials his name is Alan Luck and I got iCast to actually do a collaborative post for it. So iCast perfect. Post, it was awesome. How's Alan's hair? Is he is he in the running or yeah, he has a good mullet. He's oh, got really like, an out. unusual Washington DC mullet. I don't think he's from DC, but he brings one there and they need it up there. Bad. So. <laughs> well, they need something. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. Mullet's powerful. I don't know if it's powerful enough for what they
0: need. Uh, but uh All right. So, so TikTok, you're trending short form vertical format, and it can be about anything doesn't have to be overproduced. So if we move on to the next one, right? Or or wait, let's talk about monetization on TikTok. You mentioned anything else besides what you walked us through in, in migrating from the fund? I mean, the creator fund, it sounds like people you're talking to, it's working a little better, and they're actually able to gain some ad revenues through the TikTok platform.
1: I don't know anybody personally who is making a full-time living from it. I'm yeah. sure there is people, but people are seeing revenue on there and it's better than the creator fund. I yeah, know and that. it's
0: it's just another way to capture people. You can always use that short form content to to refer people to your website or your YouTube or your Facebook or something with a longer format kind of content if you want to do education or or show off your rods or have more of a gallery of your work or whatever, right? It's just a way to capture people, create awareness. And if they're interested, they can click through and and find more.
1: Yes. So
0: so talk then let's if 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 there's anything else on TikTok or should we shift to Instagram? I think
1: Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Instagram. So give us the download on Instagram, Jake. So Instagram, the main few ways you're going to use it are you're going to do the same type of videos you would do on TikTok, short form, vertical. Anything under 90 seconds qualifies as an Instagram Reel. Anything over 90 seconds or 1 minute and a half is a post. So, videos in general on Instagram are the main thing right now. Um you can do you can post the same video to Instagram, TikTok, Facebook Reels, and YouTube Shorts. So that is good for you. You can produce one video posted to all four platforms. And you can cross-post it, yeah, to
0: all the platforms to get all those. And they they can be the same audience, but they all tend to have different followers, right?
1: Yep. And yep. so it
0: you're getting some unique views
1: on each one of these platforms. Absolutely. And there's also a carousel feature on Instagram, which is very beneficial where you can post up to 10 images in one post. And you can use that in many ways. Like again, you could show your process, you could show There's so many different things you could show with that carousel or offer if you're a business trying to sell. Um, and then the most important thing when you're a business, whether you're a custom rod business or whatever is your Instagram stories, because you can put links and stories. A lot of times I'll post the same video I posted as a reel, as a story, instead of just reposting that reel to our story, I post the video to the story and put a link and that does really well. Um, Then you also have links in your bio and we don't monetize on Instagram. I'm not even sure. I know they test different things all the time, but I don't know anybody personally making money on Instagram unless they have like the meta shop set up. You can sell directly through Facebook and Instagram through your Shopify and your website. Um, That's another good option, but that's it doesn't fare super well for custom rod builders. I don't think because we're building one piece of art a lot of time. If, you are, say, building production rods or you're small batch OEM or something. Small yeah. batch OEM. Yeah. Exactly. That could fare better for you. Right. You can yeah. list 20 products and 20 people could buy it where you make a whole video for one rod one person buys it. And- right. And
0: a lot of custom rod building is so consultative anyway, right? You know, sitting down and getting to know the angler and understanding their likes and dislikes, what they're trying to get done, what's ergonomically comfortable to them, how they fish, when they fish, where they fish, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, uh, it it feels to me like um, Instagram's really easy Right. And again, you can cross post, like Jake said, Instagram and other places. Maybe if you were the other thing I'm thinking about as we go through here is there's probably if you're not familiar with these platforms, a lot of what we're saying is probably like, what? What is this? This doesn't make sense. But if you'll go on these, go to the app store or wherever you get your apps, download these apps, create an account, sign in and start watching things you'll really quickly get a feel for what each of these platforms sort of feels like, right. And how Mm -hmm. they operate. And, And like Jake said, go look at people who are successful and are doing really well. Um, and you know, some of them are young and beautiful and wearing swimsuits, but there's, there's a lot of others that it's truly the content creation. I've seen incredible painters, incredible glass blowers, incredible, uh, woodworkers, incredible, like, um, you know, landscapers, you see cool projects of people laying floors and bricks and so, I mean, it, it, there's a shocking amount of stuff out there and that stuff that fares really well is you can just sort of get inspiration from that I won't say you plagiarize it or copy it right, but you can see the kind of things that um that work and then you can translate that into rod building or rod repair or you know grip turning or thread art you could even do just a real specific segment of what you do and and it can help right so um i think we've sort of covered instagram now you want to talk about uh you want to go to facebook or youtube next facebook i think so so a lot, you may not have heard of Twitter. You probably heard of Instagram. I think almost everybody has heard of Facebook, right? So it's been around the longest of the three platforms we've talked about so far. Um, tell tell us some more about how you think about using Facebook for uh, rod building and, and like what you guys do with Mudhole and what you do individually.
1: Sure. So I'll start with individually. When I was younger and when I was selling rods, I sold a lot of rods on Facebook Marketplace. This is not a viable um, marketing strategy for a business or a company long-term. But when you're just getting started and you're an individual rod builder, you want to sell locally, or you just are looking for a start and eventually do want to be really successful and on a high level, that was a great place to start. I don't do it as much anymore. And it's really it, – Facebook Marketplace has blown up, so it could be better. But I started on there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now for Mudhole, the – Number one growth strategy for us on Facebook is Facebook Reels. Mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram are owned um, by Meta mm-hmm. and they both have Reels and those just work. If you produce a quality, engaging Reel, your followers just spike. Like we just hit 100,000 followers on Facebook. and Congratulations. Thank you. That was heavily from Reels over the last year or so. That just okay. they go crazy. So I like reels. And then there's Facebook groups as well. Mudhole um, yep. has a Facebook group. You guys have a Facebook group, Mastering Rod Building. Mm-hmm. Those are great. There's even some buy and sell Facebook groups you can get in. Yep. But I think the best thing to do for a custom rod builder or a rod building business would be to post your work as reels with that are aesthetically pleasing. Alex terashenko will Senko Sticks. Senko Sticks, Jack, yep jenna she's alex's girlfriend who runs all their social media she crushes it like she's my favorite person to watch in rod building right now because the videos she makes are so engaging and they do yeah. well on facebook reels instagram tiktok everything across the board
0: right yep
1: reels are the way to go that's a good
0: example of you don't have to be doing some brand new technique nobody's ever done or seen before she just presents it in such an engaging way and she's like Lovely to talk to, you know, when you run into her at ICAST or whatever, and she's just really good at, and that's not to dismiss her rod building ability or Alex's either, but the, it's, you know, you can, you can do very well on this platform if you're engaging and captivating to people. And they frankly, you have kind of an it factor and they want to watch, you know what I mean? And, and, and I would characterize her as someone who has that you know what I mean they're interesting videos I find myself watching them I'll swipe over and watch some more right she's not teaching me anything new about rod building but I enjoy the content and I like watching it and and someday sometimes she will teach me something new right but um, that's a good example it's fascinating
1: yeah they're they're doing great that's a good person to just look at to get some inspiration from and I think YouTube will be the last platform sure you're on YouTube and you have Faulkner custom rods which is platform a lot of us as custom rod builders especially when you're venturing into that next level of higher-end stuff have come across your videos because bill who you guys all know and are listening to is a very meticulous (laughs) rod builder i call him and i will stand by this the smartest man in rod building he's (laughs) extremely meticulous and he means everything he does and he means what he says and that is a good person to learn from so he created a lot of good youtube videos on how to do very specific things in rod building. And I'm sure he's sold custom rods from that because people just stumble upon it. And they're like, yeah. this guy knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. I trust him to build my fishing rod. I want nobody else to build my fishing rod. You know, it, it hasn't driven as many sales as it
0: is when people are thinking about it and you're like, well, look, here's my socials, check me out. And you actually have a presence there and it's long standing, and they can trace you and they can see the interaction. It's like, Um, I think it really helps establish credibility, right? And they're like, okay, this isn't some fly-by-night character. I'm not going to make a deposit and never hear from this guy again, right? Like, I know where to find him or her. They're out there. They've been there a while. You know, it's funny. My channel started completely by accident. Have I ever told you this story? No, it happened. Okay. Well, you know how this is because you get more of it than I do being at Mudhole. But over the years, I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, hey, man, I saw this on Instagram or I saw this on Facebook, or I saw this wherever, or I was, you know, at ICRB and I saw this, I didn't get a chance to talk to you. And they'll ask you questions about how do you do things, right? And and sometimes they're very simple. But uh, it's so funny. This guy was nobody to me. I never met him in my life. And now he's a dear friend. We, we call him Uncle Randall now. But um, trying to decide if I'm allowed to uh, d- disclose his uh, identity. Hopefully he won't mind. Randall, forgive me if I'm uh, if I'm getting you in trouble. But uh, so Randall, I-, I have a soft spot in my heart for veterans and I always try to help veterans and, you know, I have done things with casting for recovery and, you know, i um, wounded warriors and all this kind of stuff. And Dock has been so instrumental and, in, you know, and the Batsons do so much to support those causes. And so I've kind of been, I've had real good experiences with those and feel really good whenever I can help. And so I, I tend to have a little bit of a soft spot for veterans. And this guy's a veteran he's in Kentucky, his name's Randall Swift. And he reaches out and we're having this ongoing conversation or, or uh, email exchange about, or maybe it was Facebook messenger. I can't remember about how to properly lay out a square eight axis layout for a dragon scale rap because he really wanted to do dragon scale rap. And for whatever reason, I couldn't, I couldn't make, he couldn't quite get it. I couldn't explain it in a way that was resonating with him and he was still struggling with it. And, and, uh, and so I said, well, let's get on the phone. And well, it turns out he had had throat cancer and lost his voice box. And so he can't really speak on the phone as his, his wife, Marilyn's lovely. And she'll talk to you all day. Um, and is, uh, w- lovely to talk to, but, um, He so I could not figure out how to make him understand. I just felt like I kept saying the same thing over and over. And I was like, this isn't going to get it. And so I one Sunday morning before going to mass, I sat down in my workshop before my family was awake. It was like 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And I literally had my iPhone in one hand and I'm doing the dragon scale layout. And I'd either do it, film it as I did it, or I would do part of it and film it and explain what I was doing and walk through. And he got it like that. And it took like, I don't know, it was 18 or 20 little short 30-second videos, right? And he was like, oh, thanks, I got it. And then he sent me one almost immediately, and it was like flawless. It was like, oh, yeah, you got it. That was better than mine, man. Um, and so uh, then I said, well... I reached out to Mary McIntyre Christie uh, and uh, a lot of, you know, Mary, she does beautiful work um, and, and is a great teacher has a whole series of tutorials and all this kind of stuff. But she, um, and she's a, I believe a foundation outdoor group authorized rod builder, right? Yeah. She, she's a great, great rod builder. Does some really unique stuff like the sugar skull rod and all this, but she's also a very good teacher. And um, at the time she, she hosts the Southern rod builders, which is a group for rod builders on, Facebook. I think it may be decorative. I, I don't know what it's called now, but you can find Mary McIntyre Christie if you just search her. And so I reached out to her and I said, Hey, I put this thing together for this, my buddy Randall Swift in Kentucky. You know, could you use it on your channel or whatever? And she's like, Uh, well, what is it? And so I sent her some and she said, Well, it's pretty good, but it's like choppy. It's a whole bunch of different videos. Could you stitch them together? And I was like, I don't know. So I talked to my son, who was about 15 at the time, and I was like, Hey man, can you I have all these little short videos could turn them into one video. He's, and he's like, oh my gosh, dad, you're an idiot. Give me your phone. You know? And of course he's downloaded an app for 99 cents and done it in like 10 seconds. You know what I mean? And, uh, after giving that to her, she's like, oh, this is good. And there's a lot of follows. And she, she was like, yeah, i to put it on YouTube. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should put it on YouTube. And the rest is history. Right. It was like completely accidental. And it was amazing the engagement you get out of people and, and Randall, by the way, two things, number one, uh, makes the best beef jerky in the entire free world and I'll fight any man who says otherwise. And I've had a lot of beef jerky. This guy is an artist. Um, And also like, it's so gratifying to see like he does beautiful work. Right. And, and uh, that's the other way that these, Audio visual social media platforms can be so powerful. You know that's an example of a guy who's a visual learner, right? And reading the te- reading the emails and messengers was not going to get it. Show him one time, he's got it for life and can kill it. Um, and he was the same way with the gold leaf dragon scales. Just show him a little bit, bam, he's got it. You can't believe the quality of the work this guy's doing for no longer than he's been building. And this is so interesting. He lives in Kentucky and they like, it's a really big deal to do these pay to fish catfish lakes there. Um, And so like, he's got this whole niche of building these catfish rods for just the way these guys fish for catfish, which was like, completely eye-opening for me i didn't know that was like a thing or people were doing that and so uh, i've been able to look not quite as dumb as i might normally when i get asked questions about catfish rods because uh randall swift has educated me on it so thanks for that randall but it's amazing the connections you can make through this and it can be a very humble beginning that's about as humble a beginning to a channel i imagine as there is right but it, it sort of took off from there and then i didn't i didn't know what people wanted to see so it was like well people would say, Hey, I love that video. It's like, awesome. What, what should I do next? And I think they thought I was just trying to be engaging and high customer service. And I was just like, no, I really don't know what to do next. <laughs> like, I don't know what you guys want to see. Like, tell me what's interesting. to you I'll do whatever? And, uh, and it's turned into this really interesting and engaging thing. So anyway, the the other thing that's crazy about YouTube is just about anything, go on there and search. There's a video on how to do it. I have fixed washer dryers. I have fixed an ice machine that wasn't working. I have fixed my car and... Uh, you know, blinkers more than once. Like it's amazing the things you can find out there. There's all kinds of content out there, right?
1: And and I would say probably the easiest platform to monetize. Would you agree with that, or has that changed? Do yes, you think definitely the most long term. Like any, if you are going for a long term business and you really plan on being a big business and, and business for a while, one of your main goals with social media should be to drive all the short form platforms to your YouTube, where you really like can sell product and sell advertising space, i.e. monetization. Absolutely. long-term goal and where you're going to get the most revenue from.
0: So you guys, Mudhole, and as the social media and content creator for Mudhole, you guys really use the YouTube platform effectively, in my opinion. So why don't you walk us through, and again, because this is something a rod builder can take a page from this playbook, Talk to me about all the things that you guys do on uh, through via YouTube, because there's a lot.
1: Sure. So we do Mudhole Live, which is our once a month live video with Chris Adams and Hunter McKamey, mm-hmm. and they go on there after work, and people can interact live in the chat, ask them questions live, get answers, and they usually stick to one topic per episode, and they've covered everything. So you can watch the backlog of that. There's just so many topics they've covered. And uh, we also do regular YouTube videos where we'll do a demo on uh, Mary Christie just did abstract wraps. Stephanie um, Adderall just came in and did her marbling. We've got Bill come in and do CFX scripts. And we've done a bunch in-house too. Phil is actually the mastermind behind the YouTube. He's the one who plans all that out and does a lot of the YouTube stuff. So we have specific demo videos on snakeskin, EVA, how to glue up a handle, how to repair a guide, how to repair a tip. And the whole series, how I learned how to rod building, how I learned how to build rods, rod building one-on-one. Like, I think it's about 12 to 13 videos from start to finish of building a rod. And that's the most beneficial video for anybody learning to build.
0: Yep. And that's Phil Diaz. If you, you have Phil to thank, he does most of the camera work for most of the content and does a brilliant job. Yep. He's great. And he's very useful because he walked around and captured uh, Jake being more famous than Billy at ICAST. So you know that's a moment we'll we'll all thank him for. Thank you, Phil, in perpetuity. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Okay, so you guys also, in addition to going live, and that's a really interesting thing uh, because people really enjoy the live. And as you mentioned, it gives you that ability to be you know interactive, right? Um, But there's other platforms. So you don't have to go live. You can just uh, record and put up a a video that's kind of more more static and not live and interactive. But if you create good content that has sort of durable or evergreen interest, that's not something that goes times out or goes out of phase or out of style or anything, people can go watch it for years to come, right? And so you have this entire body of work like they just did. How many did they do of the live? It was their hundredth live or? Yep, they're on I
1: think. 105 next month or this Yeah, month.
0: so think about that. They just had a big you know, centennial episode for being live, but you can go back and watch the first one, right? Yep. Now you'll see some growth and evolution. You'll see a little bit of polish in the way they set up the studio and how they handle questions and giveaways and all this kind of stuff. But it's basically the same two guys and it's the same kind of content. And so as a consumer of this, I might start building rods today, but I can go back all the way to the first episode and watch all that content they put out there and learn from all of it. Uh, Because it sort of stays out there in perpetuity as long as you stay in good standing with the YouTube community and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you, more importantly, pay attention, Rod Builders, you get credit for monetizing that. It doesn't matter. And actually, new unique views that come from the new builder today on old content are better in some ways than than brand new views on brand new content, right? So talk to me about YouTube Shorts. It's kind of like the Reels. Uh, Talk to me about some of these other kind of formats you can use on YouTube, Jake.
1: Yeah, YouTube Shorts is YouTube's answer to TikTok. Where, as far as I know, it's one minute or under videos. Um, this would do well on YouTube Shorts. Podcast clips do extremely well. People clip out podcasts and put them on there. Highlights are funny moments from podcasts,
0: or provocative moments, or you know when, when J- Jake made me cry by calling me a good rod builder. You know that you could watch that on you could watch that on YouTube if if that's your thing.
1: Watch the tears flow. That's right. Watch yeah, the that's tears the main, flow like
0: the hair of the mullet.
1: Uh, that's the main other uh, form of YouTube, but that that's really it. live videos, the general YouTube videos and YouTube shorts. Those are the big three for YouTube. So a lot
0: of people that I talk to that are maybe a little bit older, they're like, well, I'd like to do this stuff, but I don't, I'm not buying a camera. I'm not, I'm not doing that. That is totally not necessary. If you have a smartphone, like what would you say is about the minimum level of of resolution or smartphone somebody could use? You could use just about any iPhone or Android phone, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, so you all the platforms prefer iPhone. I didn't make that rule. I just noticed that it's seems to be apparent that they prefer iPhone. Jake's looking really nervous
0: right now. Like we're all going to come after him with uh, pitchforks and, uh, you know, torches. (laughs) I was not accusing you of making it all. uh, Yeah, it is. I wasn't accusing
1: you of owning an Android, I promise. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I I grew Mudhole's TikTok from zero to 100,000 followers just from my personal phone. So yeah, it's all organic. You can do so much on your phone for free. Just effort and learning and honing in your craft and bringing out your personality that's that's the, right all on your phone all the while swiping right and uh so no <laughs> i'm
0: actually not on those I <laughs> for, for the for those of you who are not social media savvy swiping right is uh an allusion to a uh dating platform uh so i was being silly in in new age terms right yeah
1: all the kids are doing it
0: all the kids are doing it all the kids are doing it they swipe right they swipe left it's constant swiping yeah Um, Yeah. So, but, and that's the other thing is so amazing is it's like literally never been more accessible, right? I mean, you already have the phone anyway, learn how to use it. They take, especially some of the modern gen, I'd say maybe anything iPhone 12 and newer, like the quality of the camera and the stuff that you get is amazing, right? And that's my entire YouTube channel was shot on a... On either a twelve or a fifteen, depending on when it was shot, you know what I mean? And it's plenty good enough, you know. So the 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 devices you can go on uh you can go on Amazon and search for phone holders and devices, things like that. If you have someone like Alex and Jenna, like they can take turns one filming the other. But you can also do it hands-free just buying a little device. You have to do a little bit of setup and you have to be a little thoughtful about how you lay things out and make sure your hands aren't covering the work if you're demonstrating a technique or whatever. But it's pretty remarkable what you can get just off that phone, right? And here's the thing. If you decide to spend a lot of money on a print ad and nobody reads it and the phone doesn't ring, you just wasted money, right? Um, If you do this and nobody likes it, nobody follows it, nobody clicks on it, guess what you've lost? Nothing but a little bit of time and some bandwidth on your phone, right? I mean, really, it's that's the other thing that's kind of remarkable about this is for as successful as it can be and as easily as it can be monetized if you're able to create engaging content, the barrier to entry is like nothing. You've already got the camera. It basically costs nothing, right? Like um, there's some few rules here and there. Like you have to kind of declare if you're gonna monetize on YouTube, and keep me honest on this, Jake, you got to say whether it's for kids or for it's, you know, all age groups. And it's generally way more favorable to choose all age groups for advertising and monetization. Not that you need to use a bunch of foul language or coarse humor or anything. You can still keep it clean, but you say all ages because it changes kind of the demographics of the advertising. Um, but it's, it's like it really all it costs is your time. Right. And so, oh. if yeah, if you think about taking some of the time you might have used to build one rod. To represent the work you've already done, take good pictures. You know, the other thing that I think is so useful is there was a time for me, I don't know how you are, Jake, you're probably in the same spot where I could kind of remember every rod I'd ever built. You know what I mean? And people would be like, Hey, you know that blue rod you built me, I broke it. I'd be like, All right, no problem, I'll build you another one. I have too many rods, too much time now, right? Like to it helps to take photos of your work too, because it kind of memorializes it and helps you remember, you know what I mean? So when somebody says, ah, I need, I want another one just like this. It's like, I don't have to be like, oh, you're super special, Rod. I work so hard. I don't remember. What does it look like? Can you send me some pictures, <laughs> right? You, I can go back and look at my picture. And be like, okay. I know exactly what I did. You want it just like that? So. Tweak it. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's no, there's no downside. I mean, I'm kind of find myself wondering why wouldn't people do this, right? The other thing that's fascinating, and maybe you'll talk a little bit about this, is it's not just for sales, right? Like there's an entire, social community right and and uh, an emerging rod building community uh that's very active online right like we've always had the rodbuilding.org forum right early on on facebook we had mudholes page and some other you know rod builders groups that are out there but now like this is a for me, this is a huge way that I stay in touch with people that we share work and ideas and inspiration with one another that you get to feel like, Hey, I'm not the only rod builder for a 50 mile radius. Even if you are, because you can see what other people are doing. You can be very quick to trends, um, great way to figure out new products that are coming out, stuff that's going on sale. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a host of reasons, you know, that that there's really a thriving online rod building community. And I think that's that's pretty awesome too, right? So it's it's not just what you can do to, to publicize your rods or your business or or draw attention to your work. You can get inspiration. Like, I mean, how many, I know you and I have both been inspired heavily by the work of Mike Garone, right? And you even teach classes on Garone-style raps, right? Um, Jim <laughs> Trelikas, man, like I, I can't even tell you how many times, like if someone's like, I want this color combo – And I'm like, Oh man, how am I ever going to put those colors together? Like one of the things I would do is go on web spinner, custom rods on his page and or one of the forums that he's active on like bloody decks or BD outdoors or 360 tuner, whatever they are. And, and look at his work. And sure enough, I'd often find inspiration. I've told him this and he's like, Oh, you got too much time on your hands. And I'm like, no, I'm looking for inspiration, man. So it's also, I think really valuable for that. And, and, and by, I think can help make you a better rod builder by just kind of staying in touch with what everybody else is doing. Right. Um, But that's just one guy's opinion. I could be wrong.
1: No, I agree. And it, it kind of localized something that felt global in a way, because you might not have another rod builder in your town. You might not have any rod builders or a high level rod builder like Mike Rohn or Jim Trilligas in your town at all. You can get on social media and you can see everything he does. That's beautiful. I, I learned so much from, Billy Lavona, Mike Garone, just yep. watching them before I even knew any of them. I just looked up, I was very oh, on social media and looking at everything every day, looking at hashtags, hashtag yep. customer odds on Instagram, just watching what everyone did and trying to get better. 100%.
0: So as you look into the future, what do you think is coming next? What We mentioned these top tier, sort of top story, top floor platforms. Are there other sort of second tier or emerging platforms you're looking at or... Uh, where where do you think this goes from here? What advice would you give people that are maybe so a lot of people listening probably are not new to this, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, are new to this. And we're just tuning in to be like, hey, what are these platforms? I want to learn a little more about it. Let's shift yeah. gears for a second. And let's say, You've got people, and I think this is a pretty good segment too, that are trying to do this. They're trying to be on social media. They're trying to use these platforms that we're talking about, but they haven't had a lot of success. I mean, to me, you've already given them one great piece of advice, which is go look at what is successful. Go look at what's winning and find motivation. But what other advice would you give people if they've saved and trying to have to, to promote their rods and you know their their brand on these platforms and they're having no success, like what What guidance would you give them? Because for people who don't have context, like going from zero to 100,000 followers in the time Jake did for Mudhole, that's significant. That's kind of like landing on Mars. It's a big deal, right? So clearly you're somebody who this doesn't happen by accident. I mean, some of it's the regularity of it. Some of it's that it's constant. Some of it's that you're trying to find a unique voice and maybe... Steals, do do some things that are working for other people, but make it unique. But like, if I'm trying this and I'm struggling and I'm not able to get traction and I'm not able to get views, like what advice would you give me or what should I rethink? That can be tough. And I'll tell you this right now. Jake is so nice and is so conscientious that he's uncomfortable trying to say what's wrong about your terrible page. So that's what he's thinking about. He's like, how can I answer this (laughs) question without hurting anybody's feelings? I could see it on his face. It's okay. We're asking for your help. So, or maybe let me ask the question a different way you probably also look at some channels that aren't very good. Like what are the pet peeves and the things you would tell people to avoid? Maybe is that an easier way to go at it? Yeah.
1: Yes. You might be making the most beautiful rods, but your social media is old and outdated. You have to modernize. You have to have quick cuts. Your verticals cannot be shot or your videos cannot be shot horizontally and have black screen on top and bottom to make it vertical. Put your phone vertically. (laughs) <laughs> record vertically yeah. all, all right that's the a good whole one. entire screen you have to do that yep. do not put text on the screen on images if you can help it i don't think there's a whole group of guys and i'm sorry to you guys who put like backgrounds on their uh, rods because it can be tough to shoot and show everything about a custom fishing rod that you put so much detail in on one picture but i don't think that works as well i think a video where your phone is still in a tripod or in a tripod standing still and you showing that rod performs so much better. Um, Really had to modernize and be self-aware of what you're doing. And if your stuff's not growing, look at people who are and really be detail-oriented and pay attention to what they're doing right, what you're doing different. We've done social media classes like Bill said, we will have more of those in the future at rod building events here at Mudhole. Foundation Outdoor Group does business development for a lot of people. They've done social media for whole brands, they've done shoots on the water with product. Like you can call our sales reps and they're more than willing to help you figure out how to strengthen your business and your brand. And they've done it for so many people. It's really cool. That's another great thing if you have a business. It's like the tools we have here at Foundation are just indispensable to a rod builder. The knowledge and tools. It blew me away. The first time I went and saw the
0: studio, like they literally at Mudhole at foundation, sorry, have a TV studio. They could broadcast the evening news from, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's a real studio. It even has makeup chairs in the back. If you want to get, get, get showed that Jake's like, don't give away the, don't give away the secret to my, my ageless youth. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, um, I think that's really good advice. Um, and you said a really important thing at the beginning This is not about how good a rod builder you are. This is not about how clean or well-executed your work is, how good your fit and finish is, how the balance is perfect, whatever. If you do not shoot this stuff right and and put it on social media right, you will get nowhere. And vice versa, you could be a pretty average rod builder, but if you become good at this social media stuff and understand how how to represent and portray your work, you can kill it. And again don't shoot the messenger should it be that way i don't know right the the market will decide but um that's a reality right so so maybe if you're struggling it's not getting there you know definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and getting a different outcome so step back say here's what i've been doing i know my work is good but it's not working what do i need to change right and and again um certainly i would say look at the mud hole content because they do a very good job with it and some of you are going to look at some of the content and i'll pick on jake for a second some of the content that jake creates is very sort of like almost ad lib live and to. it's not overly produced it's not in front of a perfect background it's not but there's what the all these things jake's telling you about being in a vertical format not putting uh, text on the screen not just shooting over a background there's actually data and analytics to prove this that support this this is what people somehow it comes across to people as more real and more interesting and fits better as they're scrolling through these things right and so you know if you need a if you need a format to look at go look at any of the mudhole stuff or any of Jakes stuff because going from zero to hundred thousand followers is significant again, um, and and so obviously they're getting it more right than wrong. Any one post, maybe not, right? But uh, the preponderance of posts over time, clearly they're working because they're sort of killing it from a social media perspective. One of the things I think you guys do really well, too, that people underestimate is frequency or cadence of when you release, right? And if you're going to have this presence, you can't um, – let's say I had 10 things I wanted to post, whether th- – right, wrong, or indifferent – I'm going to get better metrics and better algorithm response if I drop one new thing every week, every Saturday at noon, let's say, arbitrarily pick a date and a time Then if I drop 10 now and go 10, 10 weeks without anything and then drop 10 again, right? So talk to me a little bit about some of that cadence and regularity and how you don't have to wait for like that one special, special project rod you built for this one really special customer for this one special occasion, it's actually important to be doing much more mundane day-to-day regular things, right? And kind of having that regular
1: cadence. 100%. Consistency is so key on every single platform. Let's go back to Senko sticks. Mm-hmm. Some of the rods they've done videos on that have done well might not have been the most insane Billy Lavona and Mike Grown style rod, but Jenna tells a story about it like tell a story about the customer tell a story about a time you built a rod like that why this rod means so much to you why this rod works why you built it there's something unique that you might just not be thinking of yet and hopefully that unlocks something in your brain that you can tell about that rod and you can make so much content out of what's readily available in front of you like just get creative yeah it's good advice Let's talk a little bit about the music and stuff,
0: right? So one of the things that can help you do really well, you mentioned uh, specifically, you mentioned on TikTok, you know, trending, trending music or trending soundtracks or things like that. So just to give people some context, and if you're already on this platform, you'll know what I'm talking about, but it's not unusual. And I'm thinking of things like, Hey, what's your name? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, there'll be actually a trending audio and people will shoot different things to it. Right. Yes, and so, exactly. like, I that one you can look up, and like some of the really funny ones were it was a silly video in the first place and just an inane interaction. It's like, who are these lunatics? But then you had like people dressing up like FedEx and UPS guys doing it. You had people dressing up like McDonald's and Burger King and doing it. You had people dressing up like, you know, Pizza Hut and Domino's and doing it. Like, there's all kinds of ways you can play on this. There's people who aren't really creating, they're riffing on a theme of content. Right. Oh. And so, there's soundtracks. There's music. I'm thinking for rod building, like the dances are probably not going to be a big thing. Right. But it, it consume some of this content. Watch some of it. What's catching your attention? What do you what do you look at to see more of that creator's content? Oh. Um, is there something prevalent? If you get on one day and they're constantly like there's 15 people who are using the same soundtrack or the same song, do your rod building thing to that song. It's going to hit the algorithm because it has that song, right? So music is a thing, right? Um, Are there any of those other kind of more subtle trends people ought to be dialed into? I think sometimes as rod builders, we get so dialed in on the rod or the technique or the color or something. Mm -hmm. We want to make it all about that again. That's part of it. That's a character in this, but
1: it's all about presenting the social media in a way that gets engagement, right? So back that up. Don't don't necessarily wait for a, a rod building trend. Take a trend that's present just in the public eye. Exactly. Tailor your rod building content towards that. Like the UPS right. thing. You do like a if it was like the one, you could do one of the guys, a spinning rod guy. One of the guys, a bait casting rod guy, one of the Spiral guys or guides on guy. top. Yeah. Exactly. Live right. bait or plastics only. Like there's a yeah. million things you could do. Yeah. It's relevant. You just use what's popping right now or viral right now and relate custom rods or your business to that. You want right. to get creative. And earlier I said, you got to get creative. I didn't mean to sound so harsh about that. Sorry, I got fired up for a second.
0: No, it's good. I, th- that's why we have you on. Man. Like, clearly, you're capable of getting creative. And I, I think part of it's just being unemotional about it. Like, when you build a rod it doesn't turn out the way you want to do, you either strip it down and redo it, or you vowed on the next build, you're going to get it right. And that's kind of sure. what you need to do with this. It's not, you're not defined by your failures. It doesn't cost that much to try. Try it. See what happens. And if it, if it doesn't work or, Maybe more likely you have a little success and some of it's not as good. Well, you start learning from that and you get kind of dialed in and figuring out what your style and and, and what it is. But like, it, it's it's interesting. Very interesting to me how simple things can be and be very effective, right? And so sometimes that frustrates me where I'm like, hell, oh, you don't even have to be a very good rod builder to get engaged. Well, but credit to you for understanding what people want to see and drawing people to you, right? That's what it's about. The, the The masses will will define whether they're interested or not, whether you think they should be, right? So, uh, and again, it's not for everybody. You say to me, I don't have a smartphone. I I don't have too much digital technology in my life. I don't want anything to do with it. That's fine. Great. Do your thing. But just don't underestimate how powerful a platform this can be. Imagine if you weren't just making money selling rods, you were uh, making money teaching people how to build rods, and you were getting yep. ad revenue for doing that. Like this thing can be supportive and helpful in a lot of ways, uh, you know immediately. And I just doesn't mean everybody has to do it. and I thank God we live in a country where you can do what you want to do and not do what you don't want to do uh, for the most part. And so if you want to ignore social media, have at it. Just don't underestimate the fact that there's people who may be less experienced than you as rod builders, who might be making hundreds of dollars a month in revenue and having a really good time doing it. And oh, by the way, building a business over time because they choose to engage in this platform. To me, it's not It's not about whether it should be or not. Uh, it, it just kind of like what is, what's the practical reality?
1: Yep. My mom always told me, you don't know what you don't know. And I would tell her, but I know what I know, mom. <laughs> I get that. But I, I That's didn't not the know part she's it,
0: worried about. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. So don't be too quick to write something off. The world's a big place. There's a lot of people and yep. the little bubbles we live in, the little circles we hang out with, there's a lot more to that. And just because you are not aware of something doesn't mean it's not possible at all. Yeah. You could tap
0: into a whole vibrant community of pay to fish catfish lake custom rod builders. I know Randall Swift's got one out there. That's my boy. In addition to the world's greatest beef jerky,
1: I need to try some
0: of that. I'm gonna bring you some of that beef jerky. This Please, stuff's I'm so hungry. good. This <laughs> so good. I'll tell you how good this beef jerky is. I took it to Japan and gave it to Fuji. Wow. What'd they think? I want it. They're blown away. They thought it was awesome. They're like, they didn't eat it when I was with them. they wrote me back a few days later and they're like, what was that? And I was like, that's beef, baby.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) They didn't want to disrespect you to your face in case it wasn't up to the job. In case it wasn't good. They didn't want to be like, ah, we don't have to spit
0: this out in front of Bill son. That's (laughs) awesome. No, but uh, many thanks to Randall for uh, the world's greatest. And he's so nice. Uh, When my daughter, Molly James is younger, he used to always, uh, I'd video her running out to the mailbox and getting packages and stuff. And he, he would always send her her own envelope. So she didn't have to partially because she and my son were eating all of mine. I was like, keep your hands off my jerky kids, you know? And then partially cause MJ was at that age where, you know, it's like a miniature Christmas to get, get a package in the mail. So I still feel like that. <laughs> well, I do too. I mean, and, and the people I work with would say I get too many packages and that it's still like that for me, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I owe him a big one for that. So. Are there any resources like for creators that you would point them to if they're like wanting to get into this and wanting to learn more? Because we're just scratching the surface in this podcast. Is there any place you would point them?
1: There's so many Instagram pages and like really good content creators that teach how to create content. I don't know any of them off the top of my head, but there's like Hootsuite. Hootsuite is a platform I use uh, to track a lot of our analytics and stuff. And they have Hootsuite and Shopify both provide a lot of good content on how to do socials. Yeah, so if
0: you're interested in learning more about this and seeing a little bit of a more formal tutorial, because we've just sort of scratched the surface today, um, check out HootSuite and spell that for everybody, Jake. I know how to spell it, but... Are you sure? H-O-O-T-Suite, S-U-I-T-E, like HootSuite, which is kind of a reference to... Uh, tweeting but not tweeting um you know so (laughs) hootsuite you can check out shopify
1: has a bunch of resources that's Uh, s-h-o-p-i-f-y yeah exactly good job there's also a lot of good content creators on instagram and tiktok Mm -hmm. that teach all this stuff like we joked for a second at the break that there's not going to be a book about this is going to be content and that's true the people who are creating content knows know best there's so many creative creators on Instagram and TikTok that are willing to teach and you can look it up and they're readily available. Awesome. So let's, uh, since I've got you pinned down, I have a couple of things I wanted
0: to uh, hit you up for if I may. So uh, one is, I think the question everybody's wanting to ask and they're just too polite or too shy to do it, but I'm neither. When are we going to see the mullet minute come back? My favorite social media segment in all
1: of rod building. First of all, Thank you, Mr. Bill Faulkner, for pushing me and t- telling me to bring it back. Here's the reason it is coming back. One of many reasons, but the main reason. And I Excellent. have a show written, and I've said that in the last whole Live, but I meant it, and we just had to film it, so... We'll be filming this week, hopefully, and we'll be back to oh, our man. regular scheduled mullet minute programming with a new twist on it, essentially. This feels a little bit like
0: Gen two, V two of the mullet minute, like the second coming. I think we need to spice it up a little bit. I have a I have a, I have a wardrobe idea. Hit me. No, I'm not just gonna give it to you. I'm gonna mail it to you. Oh, and really? if you uh what what size jacket or sport coat do you wear? I asked you this before and you're like, I don't know. I wear the
1: one that we have hanging in the studio. Yeah, I got mine from Goodwill. So I, I can uh after this podcast I can go check it out and see if they left the size on or if they ripped the tags out. <laughs> All I need is a jacket
0: size, man. And uh I bet your mom knows how to measure you if uh if you're not
1: sure. Okay. I like it. I'm excited. I will uh send you that information. All right.
0: So only only listeners of the podcast are gonna know that this is a foot when they see your dazzling new wardrobe hey the other thing so we we have a lot of and i know that we're towards the end and this this episode has gone long but this has been a lot of fun i appreciate it um one of the things that i'm always fascinated you guys are doing is all the stuff you do to bring new builders so give me the latest because you guys are uh you're in more schools than ever this year doing the high school program you're also doing the still doing the classes and i know i sent our new marketing guy jack barron to a class and he had a great experience in his off and running, building rods, like give me the latest while I've got you and you can keep it short, but I'd love to hear about what's, what's kind of going on in the, in the rod building education world. Uh, and so if I'm a new builder, I'm listening to this podcast and maybe I'm in high school, maybe I'm full grown. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, what you guys have going on.
1: Sure. So rod building education is thriving right now. And it's so cool to see because that's how people have to learn. And that's how we grow the sport and the craft of rod building. Yep. The education program is run by a guy named Anthony humans and Helped out with by Tyler Kelly, and they have like 3x growth this year. they oh, that's awesome, crushing it. And one of uh, the videos we did with them, their education programs, our most liked video on Instagram ever.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Look that content does well,
1: it's like heartfelt content. And people are like, Yeah, let's bring this stuff back into the schools. Let's bring we want more wood shop classes, stuff kids can do with their hands to get them off Xboxes. And get them outside and yeah. it's been huge I went to the FFA conference with them recently Yeah, 70,000 kids in blue corduroy jackets and all of them are freaking out and there's so many of them built rods in their classroom and so many teachers came by and they just love it and can you imagine if we could have built rods in our
0: high school classroom like my GPA would have been better for one thing I like I would have been fired up I think that is so cool I love that that that's going on and then you guys are going to have a full full slate of classes for 2024 in terms yes. of the,
1: the regular classes. I think we just dropped the schedule, and we have Minneapolis coming up. We have Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going all across the country. We're doing West Coast this year. The whole 2024 oh, that's schedule awesome. just dropped. We're really excited about that. I hadn't seen it yet. Okay, I should get an email. I don't. I think I follow all that stuff, but that's a uh, that's awesome. That'll be we'll so fun. We'll be broadcasting it more in the next few weeks too. Okay. Okay, excellent. Well, oh man, we'll be looking uh, out for that. Rod Building classes are great. I love filming those and going to those, and everyone's so excited. They get the best reviews after those class Almost every single person leaves paragraphs just because so our Rod these guys care. It's led by a guy named Todd Vivian. Yeah. He's a Rod Building instructor and he used to work at Lammer Glass. A lot of people on here might be familiar with him. He developed so many of the popular Lammer Glass blanks and he and his team and have a,
0: subsequently designed so many of the popular MHS and other blanks, right? Like, did. Yeah. So
1: him and Bob mccamey came to Mudhole and they were responsible for developing the whole MHX line. So many of the blanks we use every day are all Todd and Bob and Todd and his team crushed it. They're passionate. They have probably, I think, 700 years in this craft. They're they're getting up there. No, it's unbelievable. I mean, you're talking about, you got Todd Vivian, who, like you said,
0: is an industry guy, a a blank designer, right? Like he used to run a rod factory. You got Buzz Butters, you got Jesus Pena, you've got Cindy McKay, you've got Mike Casiba, you got Kurt Baker. Am I leaving anybody? There's even more. I mean, literally every single one of these is not only a very, very good rod builder, but a really good instructor. And they've been teaching people for years, right? And so it's just- Oh, unbelievably patient and and, and good at instruction and have figured out like what works, right? You know what I mean? And they just, Mm. they know how to teach. They love doing it. You'll go, you'll walk out of that class with a rod and and friends for life and resources. You can kind of call at any time and get help. So I just... Such an awesome program. I love it. There's a part of me that kind of wishes I was a beginner again so I could do those classes. There weren't anything like that. There were no classes like that when I started, right? So um, it'd be cool. It's certainly the fast way to, to, to take those classes. And I know all my guys like Aaron's taking a class, David, my purchasing guys taking a class, David Clanton. Uh, Jack Barron, our marketing guy, took a class and like you get good in a hurry, like you learn everything you need to understand fundamentally and a whole lot of why you do it that way without making it too complicated. Right. While you can still literally get an entire rod built in a weekend. And, uh, you know, I just get excited about it because it's so cool to see somebody do it and, and get excited. And, and, you know, like you said, gr- come to the craft and become a part of this community because it's, it's awesome. And you just, it's hard to understand how excited you get catching your first fish on a rod you built in, until you do it. Right. If, if you think own. there's nothing that could make you love fishing more, you're wrong. Build a rod and fish with, it. <laughs> <That> <laughs> at least great. that's, or, and or grill mullet, which is also resplendent and fabulous.
1: Right, Jake? Uh, that's one thing I didn't mention. If you want to take your social media to the next level, use your strengths to your advantage. I have the hair. I have a unique voice. I use it. So if you have a mullet or your unique voice or you wear crazy clothes or you look like Bill, use that to your advantage. All of the above. All of the above. I'm just kidding. I got to find
0: my pictures of my permed mullet. <laughs> with my, from when I my spike in the front with the perm in the back like I got to find these photos my mom my mom's probably that. burned them and buried them she doesn't she wants to disavow they ever happen and uh get rid of them but yeah awesome we'll we'll find some of those and post them to this podcast link too sorry carolyn <laughs> oh man Well, Jake, it's so good to have you, man. Uh, I learn something every time we talk, and I, I hope this will cause people, at the very least, if they're not aware of all the resources that are out there in the social media, they can look at for beautiful pictures and videos of rod building and techniques and everything else. And, you know, hopefully maybe we've we've lit the flame for one or two people who haven't thought about it or taken it seriously then they might look into it and try doing this on their own um as always you can find Jake at Mudhole he's there even more than he used to be before he worked there um always happy to help and and again i w- i would i would hold forth the uh all the mudhole platforms uh and and on all the channels and say that that's a great place to start and see and now obviously you're not running most of us are not running the largest component uh supply place in the world but you get some idea for the content and how to shoot it, the pace it needs to move at and, uh, you know, how, how you can reference people or, or link them to other things, send them to your website, send them to your con- your longer form content, whatever it is. And it'd be useful. So, um, how's the fishing? Are you, you've been hitting the
1: ditches and drains at all lately or. Uh, it's pretty cold. There's a lot of cold friends lately. I fished a few days ago with a woman and we didn't catch any fish, but it was all right. All right. So are you suggesting you didn't catch any fish because she was a woman? No, I'm suggesting I was happy I was with a woman fishing, and we just happened to not catch fish. Still a good time.
0: (laughs) Oh, I said, well, maybe we shouldn't talk anymore about that kind of fishing trip. Now I'm starting to say, when you say you didn't catch nothing, if that means you actually didn't catch any fish, or if you're suggesting something about the status of the relationship, I think we're going to leave it right there. (laughs) But uh, I do want to thank Jake Hutchison, the mullet man himself for joining us today on the mastering rod building
1: podcast. All right. Before we leave, I want to say, thank you, Bill, whether you know it or not, you've been a mentor to me. And I love everything you do. You are so meticulous and you love what you do and the passion you bring shows and that matters people like you because you're passionate and you do a good job and it's so cool to see you go from a rod builder now to owning a huge distributorship and like we get to work with you now day in and day out and it's very motivational seeing that you turned your hobby like you said into your full-time job you do this every day and you love that
0: I do love it, man. It's like not working. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. I wish it hadn't taken me 50
1: years to get here. <laughs> That's beautiful. Please keep this in the episode. I don't want people to hear that. You, okay. love what you do, and it's awesome. I will. I'll cut it again. It took me 30 years to get here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. I'm a lie about my age. That's that's because that's the only reason people listen. Right. That's
1: funny. Thank you so much for having me. I really you are
0: so welcome. And and thank you for all you do for the community. It's a pleasure as always. And I look forward to the next time you and I get to go fish a ditch or something together. So do I. I need to
1: get you down here to Orange Beach, get you out in the boat. Oh, I'll get my uh, my sickness medicine ready. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot. it.
0: See, I wasn't even going to give you a hard time about that. We'll pick a flat day. How about that? Yeah, perfect. All right. <laughs> hey, man, know. great to see you. Thank you so much for your time. You too. That's going to wrap it up for this week. But if you'd like to be notified as soon as all new podcasts are released, just text the word phishing to 587-317-6099. We'll add you to our email list so you can stay up to date. Thanks for listening.